This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. If you have a Bible, highlight that in your Bible. If you're using your phone, make sure you highlight that even in your Bible app. I want you guys to be able to go back and look over this. Now, there's there's several scriptures that we're going to look at tonight. Um, and again, it'd be, it's going to be important that you, that you stay with me and roll with me because tonight I'm going to share some things with you that I believe is going to it's going to really help you um, in your in your in your war against Satan. Um, b- because you are so close to your purpose you, you'll start to see demonic activities start to heighten in your life. Uh, some of you are going to come under some attacks that you've never seen. You didn't see it coming. Uh, some of you are going to get ambushed in certain ways. You know, people, co-workers and things that happen on your job or even in your home. Sometimes people in your home, they know they don't do that stuff. And they, they do something that just seems like it's outlandish. And you wonder what in the world is going on. You're going to be, some of you would be driving down the street and cars just going to swerve into your lane. And you're going to start experiencing, it's going to just seem like some weird things have been happening, strange accidents and all these types of things that are happening. And it's not something that we need to be afraid of, but it's something that we need to prepare our hearts for, prepare ourselves spiritually. So tonight we're going we're to talk a little bit about that. Second Corinthians chapter 10, excuse me, Second Corinthians chapter 10, look at verse number three. I'm going to read verses, um, verses three through five. I, I want to read it from the NIV, the New International Version. I want to read it from that version. Then I'm going to come back. I'm going to show you a different version. I'm going to, I'm going to show you what this is saying. Apostle Paul writing to the church at Corinth about this prayer strategy or, or why we need a strategy. Verse number three says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Keep that in your mind. We, we, we live in the world, but we don't fight the way the world fights. We don't, our, our fight is not like the way the world fights. Look at what he says. In verse number four, he says, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. Everybody shout divine power. Glory to God. In other words, in other words, God has given you a supernatural power. Look at your neighbor and say, I've got supernatural power. Come on, look at him. Look at, look at the other neighbor and say, don't you mess with me. I've got supernatural power. Glory. Woo, you got to know, don't you mess with me. I've got supernatural power. You, you got to, no, 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 really, really. The, the, the weapons that God has given us has supernatural power. You have divine power. And watch this. Satan is going to do everything he can to make you forget about the power that you have. But you have supernatural power. We just read it in Scripture, and the Bible doesn't lie. God said the weapon that has given you has divine power, supernatural power. Watch this. To demolish strongholds, to demolish strongholds, strongholds in our mind, strongholds in our spirit. God has given you a power to demolish strongholds. So those, those, the, the lies that the enemy has told us and the things that we believe year after year, uh, even, even, even um, um, the things that Satan tried to keep us trapped in in our lives, God said, I've given you a supernatural power to demolish those strongholds. Let, let, let's read on. Let's read on. Verse number five says, we demolish. Everybody shout demolish. 
Woo, demolished means nothing left. There's, everything's been destroyed. It's been demolished. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive. We take captive. We, we, we demolish arguments. We demolish pretense. Everything that sets itself against the knowledge of God, and we take captive. What do we take captive? Every, how many thoughts? Every thought, because sin begins with a thought. Depression begins with the thought. Suicide begins with the thought. Y'all hear me? So, so what he's saying is, is that you have divine power to capture every thought that you think before the thought becomes an action. Oh, let me say it like this. Let me say it like this. You have the power to capture every thought before the thought becomes a word. Be- before, before, watch this, watch this. You, you can't say everything you think. But also, you can't treat the thought like it never came. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. So you got to think about what you're thinking about while you're thinking about it to determine if you should be thinking about that. Glory to God. Because so so because what am I saying that? Because scripture says so as a man. Oh, glory to God. So watch this. If you want to know how you are, who you are, think about what you've been thinking about. It's not what you look like on the outside. That, that tells us who you are. Glory to God. Lean, your neighbor, lean to your neighbor and say, what, what you been thinking about? What have you been? Now, don't tell them. Please don't tell them in here. Please don't tell them. Don't tell them in here, y'all. Don't, don't, don't say it. Don't say it in here. <laughs> don't say it in here. <laughs> okay. All right. So don't say it in here. But you are not only the sum totals of your decisions, you are the sum total of your thoughts. Are y'all hearing what I'm telling you? Because, because if you think you're healed, you'll start to become healed. If, if you think you're wealthy, then wealth will start finding you and following you. Are y'all hearing this? Glory to God. Because, because watch this, watch this. Your thought life is connected to your faith life. I'm preaching, I'm preaching good. You hear me preaching? Yeah. So, so your thought life is connected to your faith life. If, if, if I want to know where your faith is, all I need to do is figure out what you've been thinking. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, so, so let's look at it. Now watch this. I want you to see the very same scripture, but I want you to see it in the message Bibles. We're going to deal with it. I want you to see it in the message Bible. Look at 2nd, you, you see it on the screen, 2nd Corinthians chapter 10. This time we're going to go 3 through 6 in the message Bible. Look up at the screen. It says, the world is unprincipled. It's dog eat dog out there. Did you know that was in the Bible? <laughs> it's dog eat dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair. The world doesn't fight fair. But we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have. Never. We don't fight like the world fights. Are y'all hearing this? In other words, when they curse you, you don't curse back. Because that's where the world fights. When they do you wrong, you don't turn around and do them wrong because that's the way, that's the, way the world fights. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? Glory to God. So, so we, don't, we don't fight our battles that way. We don't, we don't fight like that. So when somebody's being mean to you, you don't try to be mean to them because they're being mean to you. We don't fight our battles like that. Now watch this. Let, look, check this out. Look at the next one. It says, the tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. God is trying to use us to create a culture that looks like heaven. 
Are y'all hearing that? God's trying to use us, watch this, to create a church that looks like heaven. To destroy the old culture, the old way of doing things. God wants to use us, and that's why we've got to take on the mind of Christ. Because whatever you think, and eventually you're going to do what you think, and if you think about it long enough, hallelujah. Watch this. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought, every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. In other words, I've got to take charge of my thoughts and I've got to make my, th- my loose thoughts, I've got to tighten them up. Look at somebody and say, you got to tighten your thought life up. you got to tighten your thought life up. you got to tighten your thought life up. Glory to God. And we, we structure it to the life shaped by Christ. The last part said, our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. That's what God is saying to us. He's saying that that we have to understand this strategy so that we can build our lives so that our lives can emulate Christ. That's what God is saying to all of us. When people interact with you, when people come in contact with you, what they are coming in contact with is somebody who's supposed to look so much like God that people say there's something different about you. There's something different about him. There's something different about her. And so what happens now is people start to believe in your God because you're starting to look like the God that you serve. Hallelujah. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Have you ever met somebody? Let me, I guess I can say this. This is the old folk. Have you ever met somebody who had kids that didn't look like them? <laughs> See, back in the day, they had DNA tests. Hallelujah. They had big mama tests. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. <laughs> Watch this. If, if, a, if, a, if a kid got blamed on the grandson, Big Mama said, bring him here. Woo! Y'all better hear me what I'm, what I'm telling you. Because Big Mama could look at that baby and say, yeah, that's yours. He got your nose. Yeah, he got your eyes. That's yours. They, they could look at him. Watch this. Watch this. So, but, but what happens is when you have a baby that don't look like the mama or the daddy, Well, it's right. So watch this. So watch this. You're saying that's mine. But everybody's looking at saying, mama's baby. Y'all better help me preach. (laughs) But, But the same thing is true with us. Because if we name the name of Christ then people ought to be able to look at us and see that we look like Christ. That our lifestyles and our lives ought to emulate what Christ looked like. So when people look at you, they say, boy, you look just, you're starting to look like Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at your name and say, you're starting to look holy. Come on, look at them. You're starting to look holy. Glory to God. Be ye holy, for I am holy, saith the Lord. You're starting to look holy. Isn't that wonderful? Glory to God. You're starting to look like your daddy. Let's talk about strategy. Let's talk about strategy because I want to help you guys overcome some of the demonic activity. Let's talk about strategy. One of the greatest tools and greatest weapons, as it were, that we have is a weapon of prayer. Everybody say prayer. 
prayer is one of the most misunderstood tools that we have in the body of Christ. Some people use it well. Some people don't use it at all. Some people don't use it enough. Uh, but prayer is us communicating with God. God gave you dominion. He gave the, the word dominion in the Hebrew is the word rada, which means, which means authority. Or God gave us control. Watch this. God said, let us make man our image and our likeness. Watch this. And let us give him rada. Let us give them control. Let us give them authority. And watch this. When God said, let us give them authority, God left himself out of that equation. He says, now I'm going to give rulership of the earth over to man. Watch this. And I'll only move when man invites me to move on their behalf. Ooh, glory to God. So watch this. Watch this. So, so when people, when Big Mama used to say a uh, 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 lot of prayer, a lot of power, little prayer, little power, much prayer, much power. Y'all, y'all, y'all get it? You get it? Okay. So, so, so that's what they're talking about. Now watch this. Watch this. Number one, get, write this down. Number one, number one, in order for you to win this battle, number one, this is a military strategy taught us when I was in the army. Number one, you must understand your opponent. You must understand your opponent. Yes, we worship God, and yes, we study, study the things that God has done, and yes, we do all those things, which is great. Yes, we all do that, but at the same time, don't you forget that you're fighting a real devil. Don't you, forgot, don't you forget that, the, that you have a real adversary. John 10.10 10 says, the thief cometh but to steal, to kill, and destroy. You're fighting a real devil. You've got to know your opponent. Um, uh, you'll see it on the screen. Genesis 3.1 Genesis 3.1 says it like this. And this, this is the New Living Version. It says, now the snake was more able to fool others than any animal of the field which the Lord God had made. In other words, he says, he says, you got to know that Satan, Satan can fool you or Satan can trick you. Now watch this. Uh, just so you know, we're on common ground. Satan has tricked all of us at least once in our lives. Satan has made you think that it was okay to do certain things. He's, he's tricked all of us. All of us have been tricked by the lies and the philosophies of Satan. But watch this. So what we have to do, we have to do is moving forward. You have to know, you have to understand that Satan is after you, and you got to find, figure out why is Satan trying so hard to stop you. Why is he working so hard to keep you, to cause you to give up, to cause you to throw in the towel, to cause you to backslide? Why is he working so hard to stop you? You know why? Because he desires to steal your inheritance. Satan wants you to die never having experienced everything that God has for you in your life. And that's why he works so hard. He works so hard to trick you. Listen, go to 1 Peter. Turn there, uh, uh, scroll there to 1 Peter chapter 5. First Peter chapter 5. Go there in your Bible. I want you to see this. Or go there on your smart, your smart device. Um, first Peter chapter 5. I want you all to see this. Look at verse number 8. First Peter chapter 5. Look at verse number 8. Because we're, we're, we're talking about learning our adversary. Learning the devil. Learning who he is. Learning his tactics. His tactics. Glory to God. The game don't change. It's the new players. I said the game doesn't change. He just changed players. Glory to God. That's like I heard that in the streets. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 5. I want you to see this. Look at it in the NIV. Y'all have a say amen. Peter says, be, be alert and of a sober mind. Be alert. Be a, have a sober mind. What does the word alert mean? That means you got to be aware. You have to be aware. That means Satan is everywhere. So you have to be aware of what Satan is doing. So whenever he sticks his head up, you say, I see you, devil. 
Devil, I see you. I see you raised up in my kids. I see you. I see you on my job. I see you. I see you. Because I'm, I'm not wrestling with the person, but we're wrestling against principalities. Satan, I see you. And God's giving you authority over that. Okay, so he says, he says be alert, sober-minded. That, 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 that doesn't necessarily mean drunk. It means that you have to be thinking. You have to know that you're in a battle. One of the worst things that a soldier can do in the heat of battle is forget that he's in battle. Forget that he's at war. Um, when the Twin Towers went down, and we just, we just uh, commemorated that day, when the Twin Towers went down, our unit got activated, and it was, it, was, it was, I don't know, it was almost scary to see how some soldiers lose their bearing and forget that we're at war. And so they're playing around, they're goofing off and doing a bunch of things, and there were so many times we had to pull soldiers back together and put them in line and say, listen, y'all don't understand. This is real. We're under attack. And sometimes we had, to, we had to bring them back and we had to take their minds that was kind of floating and bring them back and help them to think soberly. I need you to, I need you to understand where we are. Some, some of you guys are like that. Some of you guys forget that you're at war. You're fighting a devil. You think it's the person, but it's not the person. Because you can change jobs, you can leave, you can get rid of that person, and that same devil will come back and attach himself to another person. And now you're dealing with the same thing over at this job that you dealt with at the last job. Now, knowing that demon's been following you, glory to God. Do you know demons follow you? You don't believe me? Ask Peter. When Peter was walking ahead to a girl behind him and saying, look, you know, these people serve the Lord. And Peter had turned around and had to cast the devil out to a little girl. So just, just think about that in your lives and think about that and just know that Satan follows you. Why? Watch this. Satan follows you because you haven't dealt with him yet. You haven't dealt with him. You haven't dealt with him. You keep, watch this, you keep cursing the person, but you ain't dealt with the spirit. God gave you authority. He gave you power and authority. But the problem is, is we're not pulling down that stronghold. We're not, we're not casting down that spirit that seems to manifest. Watch this. Many people go through, deal with spiritual suicide often because you never dealt with the spirit. That there got to come a time that you deal with the spirit. Glory to God. If you let one rat in your house, you don't deal with it, what's going to happen? That joke going to multiply. You got rats all over the place because you never dealt with the one rat. Hallelujah. See, watch this. So when you take, when you take them, them, uh, them cookies out the cabinet and you see them little nibble holes on the, on the cookies, what do you do when you see a little nibble hole on the cookies? Somebody say, you shut the door and run out of there. What do you do when you see them little nibble holes on the cookies? They never eating through the package. What do you do? Somebody said, throw them in the trash. Yeah, you better get rid of them. Well, what do you do? You get a trap. Why do you get a trap? Huh? Because there's something else in there. <laughs> Did they make your teeth marks on that package? <laughs> the little fella in there <laughs> eating your cookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, but watch this, but watch this. But, but what do we do when we see signs of demonic activity in our lives? What do we do when, 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 when we're getting upset all the time about the little things start to make us upset? What do we do when we see those, those, those little signs? And we'll talk about it in just a minute. But what do we see those little signs? First Peter, First Peter chapter 5. 
says, be, be alert, sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Verse number 9 says, resist him, standing firm in the faith. Because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. So watch this. Part of your strategy is to know that you're not going through this alone. Because one of what Satan tries to do, Satan tries to make you think that your marriage is the only marriage that's going through this. Satan tries to make you think that your kids are the only kids that's going through this. Satan tries to make you think that, that your financial situation is the only one that's like this. Make you think that everybody else is balling out of control. Glory to God. You have no idea how close that new Cadillac is, is to getting repoed, your neighbor's Cadillac getting repoed. You have no idea how close they are. But in your mind, Satan tries to make you feel like you're by yourself and you're the only one going through this. Look at this, the same 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 8. Look at it in the message Bible. I want y'all to see this. Verse number 8 says, keep a cool head. Stay alert. Keep a cool head. Stay alert. The, de the devil is poised to pounce and will like nothing better than to catch you napping. Woo! He would like nothing more than to catch you sleep on the job. Then Watch this. Then to catch you not being alert. Then to catch you uh, not thinking about the warfare that you're in. In other words, he wants to catch you, you know, you've gone a week without prayer. You've gone a month without prayer. You, you've missed prayer for a couple of days. You started out good, but then you kind of you let your guard down. You, you, you had started out putting on the full armor. But now you get up and walk outside naked spiritually. You didn't put on anything before you left home. Satan wants nothing more than to catch you napping. Let's rock on. So keep a firm grip on your faith. I like the next part. The suffering won't last forever. Keep a firm grip on the faith. The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are, will have you, watch this, will have you put together and on your feet for good. Do y'all see that? Put back together and on your feet for good. Glory to God. Touch your neighbor and say, the next time I get up, I'm not going back down. Come on, tell them. Ooh. Ooh, glory to God. God said, God said he's going to put me back together. Put it back up there. He's going to put me back together, and he's going to put you on your feet for good. You ever heard somebody say, I'm trying to get back on my feet? Y'all ever heard somebody say that? Well, God said, if you do it my way, I'll put you back on your feet, and you'll be on your feet for good. Glory to God. You'll be on your feet for good. So you got you to know your opponent. Number two, number two, number two, number two. Know your opponent. Number two, you got to know yourself. Write that down. You need to know yourself. Know your opponent, but you also need to know yourself. What is your battlefield? What do you wrestle with? What's the area in your life that's an area of weakness or area of struggle in your life? 
make a list of the personal battles and then narrow them down to the biggest battle that you're facing now. Because that's the area where Satan is going to do his best to ambush you. In the area where you're weak. Where you're weak. The area, the area where you're weak. As a matter of fact, uh, go, to, go to 1 John chapter, chapter 2. Go to 1 John chapter 2. I want to show you something real quick. Go to 1 John chapter 2. This won't be on the screen. You have to go, you have to, you have to go look at this. 1 John chapter 2. Look at verse number 16. 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. Look at it in your Bible. Look at it. I want you to see this. You need to know your area of weakness. If Satan is going to destroy you, how is he going to do it? Because watch this. Watch this. There are some things Satan can't tempt you with. There's something he can't tempt you with. There's something, some of you, you're not tempted by alcohol. They can bring all the liquor, all the stuff, man, that don't bother you. Some of you don't, you don't care about cigarettes. They can bring all that stuff around you. You don't care nothing about that. But bring, you know, a good-looking woman. Or a good-looking man. Some of y'all are sucker for a no-good man, boy. I know why y'all laughing. <laughs> That's a magnet form. Because, because Satan knows that's how I can make her fall. That's how I can make him fall. So some people, some people fall behind money. Satan knows if I dang a little money in his face, I can make him, I'll make him work seven days a week and he'll never think about God when I dangle that money in front of his face. If Satan's going to tempt you, how is he going to do it? Let me ask you this. What's your drug of choice? Look, 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 look at 1 John chapter 2. Look at verse number 16. Watch this. Look at verse number 16. These are the three categories of sin. You know this. Remem memorize, the, memorize the three categories of sin. 1 John chapter 2 verse 16. What does it say? Read it from your Bible. One, two, ready to read. Uh, everybody's not reading. Stop. Everybody read. One, two, ready to read. Uh-huh. 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 Okay, if you don't have that highlighted, you need to highlight that right now. You don't have that written down, you don't have that marked in your Bible, mark that in your Bible. Because watch this. These are the three categories where Satan has attacked everybody in this room. And we all have fallen to one, if not all of these. Thank you, Jerry. If one, if not all of these. So watch this. Watch this. The lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh. It is the temptation to gratify your own body, to make your body feel good. You just, you want to feel good in your natural self. That, that's, that, that's where fornication comes. That's where adultery manifests. That's where masturbation comes from. Because you want to make your body feel good. That, that, that's where, so sometimes even violence makes certain people feel good. Sometimes lying makes certain people feel good. Sometimes using drugs make people feel good. Sometimes alcohol, all of that becomes the lust of the flesh. Well, you want to make your flesh feel real good. 
Everybody on your row is guilty of one point in time or another doing something. Satisfy that old flush. Woo! Y'all smooth with it now. Hallelujah. Y'all just not hardcore drinker. Y'all gonna stop by the daiquiri store. Y'all cool with it now. <laughs> Make it look like a snow cone. Y'all <laughs> slick with it. Y'all got slick with it now, boy. Y'all slick. Y'all put it in anything now, boy. But you know what you're doing? You're just a piece in the flesh. That's the lust of the flesh. That's what you're doing. Because, because you, you want your flesh to feel good. And Satan is tempting us and tempting you because, because you want to satisfy that old flesh. Woo! Don't mess around and get mad. I wish you could have a conversation with your neighbor. If what they tell you wouldn't send them to jail, I'd, make, I'd let them tell you. Lust of the flesh. Watch this. Gossip is also lust of the flesh. Because <laughs> sometimes you call somebody just to see what they know. <laughs> that mother say, man. You don't want to talk to them about anything other than the news that you heard. And you just want to know how much they know. Heard anything about so-and-so? You already know. Why are you acting like you don't know? <laughs> That's the lust of the flesh because it feels good. You got them itching ears and you just want to gossip. You want to talk about somebody else's demise. And it makes you feel good on the inside. To Especially, watch this, especially somebody you didn't like no way. Woo! That joker you said, I, that, that joker you can say, I told you so. I told him it was going to happen. I told you, I told, I told her she was going to, he was going to do her the same way. He did me. I tried to tell her. Some of y'all laughing a little bit too much on that one. <laughs> y'all laughing a little bit too much. Bring them in that corner back over there somewhere. Laughing a little bit too much on that one. <laughs> Glory to God. Lust of the flesh. Lust of the eyes. Being tempted to look upon something. That, is, that doesn't belong to you. Lust of the eyes. That's where the envy starts to roll in. You start coveting. You, you've got a wife, but you, you're looking at somebody else's wife, wishing that you had that wife instead of your own. You have a husband, but then you start looking at somebody else's husband, wishing that your husband more like him. I ain't going nowhere. Lust of the eyes. I, I, all I'm trying to do is help you to see where Satan may be attacking you and you don't realize it. 
You're coveting. Watch this. So some of you, some of you, 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 uh, some people covet people that they shouldn't covet. Some people covet movie stars. You cover people you don't even know. Watch this. You on, you on social media cover, covering people that they don't even know. They don't even know you look at them like that. You got quiet again. They don't even know that you have pictures of them saved in your phone. They don't even know you like that. They don't know you stalking them. Some people, watch this, some people covet other people's bodies. You just wish your body was like their body. <laughs> Ain't going nowhere. <laughs> they work hard to get their body. The lust of the eyes. Lust of the eyes. Lust of the eyes. Watch this. Watch this. Sometimes sometime the lust of the eyes cause you to eat stuff that you don't have no business eating. <laughs> oh, Lord, was that? Did I say something then? I said something. <laughs> I said something. Lord Jesus. <laughs> when, I, when I was a little boy, my mama told me, she said, boy, you on a seafood diet. I said, a seafood diet? What's that? She said, every time you seafood, you want to eat it. <laughs> she said, the elbow-itis, what? Every time, what? Say that again. Elbow-itis, every time. Oh, Lord Jesus. Uh-uh, I rebuke that devil, whatever that is. I don't want that. <laughs> I'm your elbow in, your mouth flower. Good Lord. <laughs> I don't want that. You need some pills or something. You need, you need some shot or something. <laughs> I don't want that. Elbow itis. Lord Jesus. Lust of the eyes, the coveting, covering what people have. Listen, you have a nice vehicle, but then somebody else buy a different vehicle, and now you no longer like yours because now you like theirs. Watch this, watch this, watch this. There are people who even covet cell phones. <laughs> Your cell phone works just fine. That mug will call. That mug ring. <laughs> That mug take good pictures. But just somebody, because somebody around you got the latest greatest. Now you're trying to drop yours on the ground, try to crack the screen so you can collect on the insurance. Y'all laugh because y'all know I'm telling the truth. How you going to have cell phone envy? You know what that is? Let's study eyes. Watch what happens. Watch what happens on the 20th of this month. When that dog on 11 Pro wind up in somebody's hand. 
They, the ones that know shouldn't. The ones that know, know. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? You're going to be looking at your phone now. Nothing wrong with your phone. Absolutely nothing. Just because somebody else got a new phone. When that Galaxy Note, that 10 came out, that 10 plus. See what I'm talking about? You heard that? That's what I'm talking about. They know. Now, now you're lusting. You're not even through paying for the phone you have. <laughs> I think I'm going to do a whole sermon about cell phones. I'm going to do a whole series <laughs> about cell phones. <laughs> But, but y'all know what I'm talking about. So, so let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Y'all look at me. Look at me, perfect. Look at me. Y'all look at me. Please look at me. Look at me. Listen. Be content. Be content with what you have. Be content. Don't, don't, don't try to bless yourself out of season. When it's time for you to be blessed, God, you'll know it because God will set it up and God will do the blessing. God will do it. See, see, many people are broke now because you keep trying to bless yourself out of season. Because you're trying to keep up with other people and keep up with other folks. Listen, man, be okay. Listen, if you still have a flip phone, man, rock your flip phone, honey. When they come back in style, you want a new razor, go get you a Motorola razor if that's what you like. <laughs> if, you, if your cell phone still got an antenna on the top... <laughs> if that mug still work <laughs> just be content if your bag phone still putting out a good signal <laughs> just be con- all I'm telling you just man be content be content the Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain be content with what you have. Man, listen, polish what you have up. Listen, take that old, that old raggedy phone case off and buy you a new phone case. You got a brand new phone. That old scratched up coat, plastic coating you put on the front, take that scratched up piece of plastic. It goes spend you $7, buy you another piece of coating, put you another, another case on it, and you have a brand new phone. You want to take better pictures? You want to take better pictures? Take the end of your shirt and then, straight, and then rub your doggone lens. That's why your pictures be coming out so blurry. You want to get a new phone, all you got to do is wipe the doggone camera lens off. All you got to do, just wipe the camera lens off. Well, they, my, 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 my picture's still blurry. Well, get a little closer to the subject. Well, y'all enjoying this a little bit too much, huh? All I'm telling you, man, be content. Don't let the devil make you go spend a whole bunch of money you don't have. Be content, man. Enjoy what you've got. Drive it till the wheels fall off. Y'all picking up what I'm putting down? You know, PFASR. You know what they stand for? PFASR? PFASR. Y'all heard me say it before. P-S-A-A-S-R. Did I say that right? Yeah. P-F-A-S-R. That's it. P-F-A-S-R. You ever heard me say that? Y'all heard me say that. P-F-A-S-R. Y'all know what that stand for? 
Can I tell you what it, you know what it stands for? Tell them, go ahead and tell them. You heard me say that. P-F-A-S-R. What that stand for? You never heard me say it? Yeah, P-F-A-S-R. Y'all need to remember that. Remember that Pastor Love taught us P-F-A-S-R. Write that down. P-F-A-S-R. Write it down. P-F-A-S-R. Write it down real quick or text it to yourself. P-F-A-S-R. Write that down. Write that down real quick. Pastor Love told us this. P-F-A-S-R. Y'all know what that stands for. You know what it stands for, right? You know what it stands for? Somebody don't know what it stands for. Y'all you know what it stands for? But can I tell y'all what it stands for? Can I tell you? Here's what it stands for. P-F-A-S-R stands for paid for and still running. <laughs> Not until the wheel fall off. Glory to God. They be content. Now watch this. Now watch this. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not telling you to live a mediocre existence. If God has blessed you to be able to go above and beyond, then man, go get what you want. If God has blessed you in that regard. But what I'm telling you, don't put yourself in a bind, honey. That's all I'm saying. You ain't got to keep up with nobody. Don't put yourself in a bind. Just get you, listen, get you a, a wash rag and a little elbow grease. Don't get elbow-itis. Don't get that. Yeah, don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to wash your car and your mouth won't stay closed. <laughs> Don't get that. <laughs> Y'all got me tickled. Golly, I'm not going to be able to finish this. <laughs> Help us, Lord. All I got time for one scripture. Go to Romans chapter 7. That's all I got. Man. I had so much to say. Yo, we got, a long, we got a long way to go. Go to Romans chapter 7. I'll read this. We got to stop. I can't even do number three. I don't even have time. Romans chapter 7. Know your opponent. Know yourself. Romans chapter 7. Look at verse number 21. Romans chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. New Living Version says, this is the Apostle Paul. He says, this has become my way of life. When I want to do what is right, I always do what is wrong. My mind and heart agree with the law of God, but there's a different law at work deep inside of me that fights with my mind. This law of sin holds me in its power why? Because sin is still in me. All Paul is saying, I haven't dealt with the sin that's in my life. And because I haven't dealt with it, it still lives on the inside of me. Sin is still there because I haven't dealt with it. If you don't deal with the area of sin, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the last one was pride of life. You see that in 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. The pride of life. Sometimes you just, sometimes you want to take credit for things that you didn't do. You want to take God's credit. Or you want, you want, you want the title, you just don't want the position that goes with the title. Glory to God. You want to be a husband, but you don't want the responsibility that goes with that title. So many other, so many, I can go on on so many other cases. So many other cases. Um, so, so now we have to deal, we have to deal with the pride issue. I don't have time to deal with that. We'll come back and we'll revisit that. But I just want you to show you Romans chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. Um, underline that, highlight that. Y'all, hopefully we'll come back and finish prayer strategy next week. Amen. Will y'all give the Lord a hand? Amen.
Great job, guys. Sister Roger, do, do, do you have a copy of the announcements? Do you have a copy? Okay. All right. So, so listen, y'all, we have some amazing things. Thank y'all for coming out, by the way. All of our, all of our visitors, raise your hand. If you're a visitor, raise your hand. If you're a visitor, will y'all give our visitors a hand? God bless you. Amen. God bless y'all. Thank y'all for being here. Thank you for being here. Amen. Whoever else raised up.